Mark Latham from One Nation New South Wales joins us as he does every Friday. G'day, Mark. G'day, Mark. It's good to be with you. Mate, I'm not 100% sure, but did the Premier of New South Wales say when she shut down the construction industry, there would be no ongoing construction, including state government uh, works? Yes, that's what she said. She was closing down on the basis of zero health advice, uh, building home renovations, new home construction, major projects, and her own state government infrastructure rollout. All right, well, I've received video this morning of workers, and it's verified video now, of workers who are building a service New South Wales office inside a major shopping centre. Uh, and very clearly, it's they've tried to hide it, they've shut all the shutters down, but somebody, uh, a tradie, a builder, has sent the information through to me and various other media outlets showing construction, which is still being undertaken on this, uh, this site, this government site. Well, it just shows the schmozzle of the Berejiklian set of rules. Uh, I'm glad to hear at one level that uh, some of these tradies have still got work and they're still being paid. Oh, That's absolutely. Yeah, I don't blame the tradies or the construction no. company at all. But there's two sets of rules out there, obviously. Uh, a service New South Wales would clearly know the health orders in place. Uh, their minister, Dominello, is one of those enforcing the health orders through the QR codes and so forth. So Service New South Wales definitely knows the rules, but apparently um, for their job, it can go ahead, but they've closed down hundreds of thousands of jobs, people having to take annual leave and leave without pay in the building and construction industry. It's a complete and utter disaster. Everyone knows a tradie or a family that relies on tradie income, and they've been hit for six, but there they are at that shopping centre in the video you've got apparently uh, going ahead with that job. Well, if that's the rule for Service New South Wales, it should be the rule for every other construction site. Well, I agree. And why we can't have... Uh, look, as you know, Mark, you, you you know how it all works. You've got certain builders on a, a job site at every given time. You you know, once the frame goes up, the brickies are there by themselves. And once the bricks are up, of course, the brick cleaner comes in by him or herself. And then we've got the, uh, the roofers that come in by themselves. The, the work can be staggered, surely, to allow construction workers back on sites. Well, Marcus, in what you've just described, the work is outdoors. Yeah, we haven't had a single outdoor COVID transmission in New South Wales in 18 months, the 18 months of the pandemic. So if there's no COVID from outdoor work, why would you ban and close down outdoor work, which is what the government has done? And, you know, these weren't the rules last year. The construction and, and building industry were the backbone of the economy through the 2020 lockdown. Uh, they've kept our head above water in economic terms. Um, there's no health advice. That was very clear. The Chief Health, Health Officer said, oh, no, I haven't given advice about closing down construction and building. That's a decision well, isn't it of government. Odd? And it, it, it's clearly the wrong decision. It should yeah. never have happened and should be reversed as quickly as possible. Isn't it odd that since that discussion from Dr Kerry Chant and uh, various other ones that she's no longer there? Um, when I say she's no longer there, she's not fronting the press conferences. I've been told officially she's on leave at the moment. <laughs> I don't know, but you're right. Uh, Dr Kerry Chant was very clear the other day when she said, and there's obvious fractures within the Berejiklian government right now, it's pretty clear, um, she said very clearly, you know, well, don't look at me. It's not my decision to close these industries down. It's a whole-of-government decision. 
and and then you know sometimes when the premier is speaking at these daily press conferences, you can see almost the. Dr Kerry Chan's eyes rolling into the back of her head. Uh, look, I, there, there's fractures within the government. There's no well, doubt... Well, it's one of the problems, yeah. Mark, is that for yeah. 18 months the Premier's been saying we're acting on the best health advice. Yeah. Here it is, a massive decision to close down the construction industry and there is no health advice. What they should actually do when they put in place these draconian provisions, whether it's uh, stopping our kids from going to school or stopping people going to their job or areas like the Central Coast and Shell Harbour, Wallandilly that have got no COVID in the community being locked down, all of this, all of this should be published every day. The health advice they've got should be published on a website every day to say, here's the health advice, here's the government decision. Because a lot of people in New South Wales should be incredibly angry that they were told that closing down construction was on the basis of health advice and no such advice was delivered to the government. All right. Scott Morrison yesterday uh, apologised somewhat for the slow vaccination rollout. I'm just looking at the figures this morning. 14.5% of the country vaccinated. They reckon we need to get around to 75 to 80% before you know we can fully reopen the economy. It's a long, long way to go, Mark. Yeah, we're not going to get to 80%. No, I think course that's not. pie in the sky because, you know, effectively Scott Morrison in the vaccination rollout you bet on red, AstraZeneca, but it came up black. People want Pfizer. Yep, yep. And there's a lot of bagging of a target. They make the rules and guidelines with regard to the immunisation safety. Mm. Um, you know, you look at the data about AstraZeneca and six Australians have died. There have been 87 uh, blood clot episodes and over 27,000 reports of adverse reaction. What's a target supposed to do? What's a target? The, the, the best collection of... In- infectious disease experts in Australia, faced with that data, and that's their factual numbers, faced with that data, what's a target supposed to say? Everyone just go out and get get AstraZeneca, no matter your age group and your risk profile. I mean, of course there's got to be some caution in that area, but Pfizer is stacking up much better, and the truth is Scott Morrison, his massive failure was he put so many eggs in the AstraZeneca basket but people want the Pfizer. Look at, look at that data at uh, Olympic Park Vaccination Hub yeah. on Tuesday. They, they, they administered 8,300 Pfizer vaccines and 50, just 50 AstraZeneca. Well, hang on. So I think it was a complete mismatch between supply and demand. I think it was 54, but, you know. 54, close <laughs> enough. But, you know, a dismal, dismal, desultory number. And yeah. Scott Morrison, boy, he's in massive political trouble. And he deserves to be, Marcus. He deserves to be because this has been totally botched. Well, this morning, children in Australia were told are set to get the jab with the country's drug regulator approving COVID-19 vaccination for children as young as 12. The Pfizer. Thera- uh, yeah, well, I just, it is Pfizer, yes. It is right. Pfizer. No, they haven't yeah. approved it for AstraZeneca, just Pfizer. I don't think I said that, Astros. Anyway, uh, the Therapeutic Goods Administration will today announce it has approved Pfizer's application for a licence to, to give it to kids aged between 12 and 16. So how can we do that when there's not enough of it? Well, exactly. And are children that young a priority? Of course they're not. Um, they're not right. as susceptible to, to COVID. The priority has got to be older people. Uh, we've still got some frontline health workers who haven't been vaccinated. We haven't had teachers vaccinated 100%. Um, the rollout's got to concentrate in the areas where you've got a priority. So um, this announcement today is of some interest, but in practical terms, yep. it's of no real consequence because, um, you know, and, and, and the take-up rate 
uh, where parents are taking their children age 13 to get the vaccine, the take-up rate's going to be pretty low anyway. All right, uh, the boss, Pauline, was very upset earlier this week. I, I talked to her and even Malcolm Roberts, your other uh, companion there in One Nation, uh, both bitterly disappointed that Brisbane's got the Olympic Games. Uh, they say it's a... Obviously, they're from Queensland, but they say it's going to be a complete and utter waste of money. Well, I can only speak as a Sydney sider, where sure. you'd have to say the 2000 Olympics for Sydney it was you know, a spectacular event, Yeah, had lasting economic benefits. And you look back to Melbourne... In 1956, um, you know, it was the making of Melbourne. So I don't uh, know as much about Brisbane, obviously, as uh, Senators Hanson and Roberts. Uh, They've got the Queensland local knowledge. But generally, people um, love watching the Olympics. It's starting today in Tokyo. We'll all be cheering the Aussies on, of course, uh, other than those who engage in crazy political um, stunts. But, um, you know, normally the Olympics are seen as a, a good event, but maybe in Brisbane... There's some problem with the, the, the funding of it and there's issues about wasting the money, but also in Queensland, Marcus, the reality is there's always resentment in regional Queensland because it's a very decentralised state about spending so much money in Brisbane. Yeah. And I just hope the Queensland Government does look after those facilities on the, uh, the, the central and northern parts of Queensland and doesn't waste money in Brisbane. Yeah, you're right. That's what uh, a number of our callers on the regional network were saying to us yesterday, that, look, um, it's a little city-centric. Uh, again, it's south-east Queensland-focused. Uh, OK, let's have the Olympics, but why can't we have build stadiums or, or have some of these events to provide economic opportunity to places like Toowoomba and, and further west or even further yeah. north? Uh, so yeah. I, I get That's it. always been a legitimate point of view in Queensland. Yeah. New South Wales and Victoria are very different. But in Queensland, the regions have been much more neglected in their decentralised states. So that's something that Palaszczuk is going to have to get on top of. Yeah, well, uh, did she throw John Coates under the bus? Is he a bit of a lackey here? Has he just maybe taken a bit of the heat off Anastasia since his so-called mansplaining? I hate that word. Oh, it's dreadful. Those comments, um, I don't know. well, someone had to tell yeah. her the yeah. honest truth, didn't they? And they were behind masks. You know, they might have had a wry smile on their face, both of them. Oh, yes. And she seems to take no great offence about it. But mm. the whole idea that having won the Olympics, yep. she's over there in Tokyo. They're going to have the opening ceremony tonight. And she'd be hiding in her hotel room instead of going to learn what the Olympics is all about and bring that success to, to Brisbane. Mm. I just find it incredibly bizarre that anyone could think the premier of the of the state that's won the Olympics for 2032 could be in a, a hotel room tonight yeah. instead of it at the opening ceremony. So of course someone had to tell her that. If she's too silly to know it, Coates had to tell her. Yep. And good on him. Yeah. Well, she has to be there. There's no doubt. It'd be as you say. She's there anyway, rightly or wrongly. And of course she should be attending at the Olympic opening ceremony, considering her city has just won the 2032 games. Well, you hear some nutty things in politics, but the idea <laughs> she'd sit in the hotel room in the same city where the yeah. opening ceremony. Like, it's just unbelievable. So John Case, he's a straight talk. He's been around a long while. Yeah. Um, he's obviously played a major role in in, in getting the Olympics for for, yeah. for Brisbane. Good on him. And good on him for being a straight talker. And good on you for joining me, mate. You have a safe week. We'll chat again next Friday. Appreciate it, Mark. Thanks, Marcus.